Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Well, during COVID-19, we've been keeping up to date on the pork packing plant situation with Steve Meyer, economist with Kearns and Associates. Steve joins us again now for another update. Steve, are we uh, still, what, around 95, 96% capacity? That's about where we are, Mike. Uh, last week was 4.2% idle capacity, and that's the best number we've seen so far. Um, the big drivers of that are two plants in the Carolinas, uh, Smithfield's Tar Heel plant and uh, their Gwaltney, Virginia plant just across the border in Virginia. Uh, those two are having lots of problems with just labor force, and it really isn't necessarily coronavirus related. It's just labor force. And um, if we could ever get them back kind of up to close to capacity, we'd be pushing 97 or 8. So uh, we might get a little better than what I've uh, hypothesized all along, but we haven't proven that yet. So I'm still sticking with my 5% idle capacity or reduction in total capacity as we go through the fall. How much of the backlog have we cut into now? Not much. I mean, uh, matter of fact, it's grown. Uh, I don't know if it's grown since June 1st, Mike, because I kind of started recounting if you all go go all the way back to March, you don't know how far you we were off by the end of end of, of uh, May. We got a new, new June hogs and pigs report, which gave us a June one inventory, and so we can start from that point going forward and say if hogs were growing normal normally, how many would we slaughter? And the answer to that question is we would have slaughtered 1.3 million more than we had slaughtered. So. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about, oh, well, yeah, but we're current. Well, there are some producers that are current. There's no question about that. But um, if we're current, then you've got to explain to me where all those pigs went to. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, and and we're not going to eat into that very much more. About all we're going to do is kind of bide our time here through the end of September, and then, then the backlog is going to actually grow some. Now, we have gotten some anecdotal evidence this last week that there are some some people who have destroyed young pigs um, in decent numbers of them in the last six or eight weeks, which we've thought, and Mike, I think we talked about this a couple of times, that I, I said, you know, we got all the finishing buildings full, we had a whole bunch of them double and triple stocked, and at some point you've got to reduce that crowding. I thought we were going to run out of space and probably start slaughtering some, some wean pigs again, because there just wasn't a place to go with them, and they represented the least sunk cost and, the, and the, the easiest to dispose of. You wouldn't want to be slaughtering market hogs on either one of those categories, on either one of those counts. And we've heard of that happening in the last six or eight weeks. Now, that will reduce some of our pressure when we get to November and December, but not until then. So, you know, just straight off the June hogs and pigs report, we could get a backlog of almost 3 million head by the end of December. Uh, these, these pigs being destroyed will reduce that some. We won't know that really until we kind of get there. We'll have another read on this when we get the September hogs and pigs report in about five weeks. Wow, three million. That'd be a staggering number. Well, it is, it'd be a huge number. Now, the good thing is with reductions in the sow herd, reductions in farrowings, uh, you know, a number of things will give us some, some extra slack on the packing side once we get into January, February, and March. If we can, my calculations are we can get caught up by the end of March or early April, but um, that's how right now that's what the numbers look like. And so, unless something drastic happens to change those, uh, I 
I think we have to hang our hat on the data that we have, not on anecdotal evidence, because that all depends on who you talk to. And we know producers that are back backlogged. Uh, we know some that are current. So, you know, if you're talking to one group or the other, then you've got probably uh, not exactly the right data. So the potential is we could have a 3 million head backlog by the end of the year. Uh, that's the potential. Now, I will say that, you know, we've heard anywhere from 200 to 500,000 pigs over the last six or eight weeks. That would, if those pigs were destroyed, that would take that, that would take that number off by the end of the year. I mean, we'd have some, some, some uh, relief there. And I think that's an ongoing process. I think that's happening all the time now to some degree because I just don't think we have space for them out there. Now, you know, there are some websites that list barns, need, needed barns and barns uh, available, and those have kind of swung to the barns available side in the last several weeks. So maybe there is some space for these pigs, but within individual operations, there may not be enough, and so that would give us a little relief. But as the numbers stand right now, that's where we would be somewhere at 3 million. Now, if we could push up to 98%, then we'll we'll make that number smaller. Um, if we're destroying some pigs, we're going to make that number smaller. So I I think that is kind of a maximum that we can look at right now, but it's a pretty shocking maximum. Yeah, it really is. We're talking with Kearns and Associates economist Steve Meyer. All right, Steve, uh, are we seeing any improvement in demand, or how much? Uh, what do the numbers look like as far as the pork we're moving? Well, I mean, obviously, Mike, you're going to move it all. Uh, you know, we eat what we produce. Eventually, yeah. Uh, the question is, at what price do we do it? At uh, what price do we do it? Uh, we had a little bit of cold storage, and, of course, cold storage was pretty low at the end of June. We'll get a cold storage report, I think, today um, that will tell us where we were at the end of July. And so that will be a, a new piece of data that will help us as well. Um, everything that we can tell on demand is that, you know, the export side is waning a bit. It's it's still good. It's not great like it was, and that's all because of China. I mean, the whole relationship situation with China has caused them to back off on purchases from us. Every economic factor in that equation says that we should be shipping boatloads, way more boatloads of, of pork to China because there's such a big price differential. And so if the market was being allowed to function, we would see a much larger flow of product into China to drive down their prices and pull up prices around the world. And it's not being allowed to function. That's clearly what's going on. And, um, you know, so that puts it back in the hands of politicians. And, you know, um, while people might not like economics, at least economics is more predictable than politicians, I think. So uh, that's a problem. Um, on the on the on the domestic side, uh, our real per capita expenditures through July was actually well, through August uh, through June, pardon me, was actually pretty good. I mean, year to date, it's just down fractionally after three wild months in April, May, and June on the data. Um, so that tells us that we're kind of making up on the retail side and on carryout food service what we've lost some degree. My concern is that the breakfast day part does not lend itself well to carry out, take out, and those kinds of things, nearly like lunch and dinner do. And so I still think we're taking some hit there, and I think it kind of shows up on the south side. South Slaughter has hardly got above 70000 Well, We've bumped it a few times. We could kill 74000 and the price of sows has been almost exactly the same for 14 weeks. That tells me that 
sow slaughters are only buying what they want to buy. We've heard of producers that are feeding sows that can't get them in. And that tells me that breakfast demand, sausage demand, and that kind of thing is, you know, is, is iffy. Um, and so all those kind of fit together to say that food service is still soft. Uh, I hope it doesn't get softer as we open schools and maybe coronavirus blows up, but we're just going to have to see what happens on that. That could actually take a step backwards. The retail side, I think, is going pretty well. I think people are learning to cook at home, and we're moving a lot of product there. But um, So two of our three demand things, exports are still good, no waning. Retail is good, and I think it's going to stay that way. And food service has probably recovered some, but I have some questions about whether it will that recovery will remain as we go through the fall. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those economist things. On the other hand, and uh, uh, we got to just uh, we just don't have to accept the the facts as they are as best we know. And what's your uh, outlook for hog prices? Well. We think hog prices are going to certainly be under pressure here in September and then maybe recover a bit with the cutout value as we go through the fall. Because of the packing limitation, we're not going to put nearly as much product on the market as we normally do in the fourth quarter. And normally demand for pork is very strong in the fourth quarter. And so if that holds, um, we should have stronger wholesale prices as we go through Q4. Uh, a cutout value well up into the 70s on, on a regular basis. You know, we bumped there a little bit. We backed off this week. We think next week's going to be pretty pretty hard on the cutout. On the hog price side, the price of all hogs, the national net price, will move with that because of the influence of cutout value uh, on some hog pricing mechanisms. But the negotiated market is just going to be stuck. I mean, you know, we might get a $50 negotiated price in the fourth quarter, but I think it's pretty pretty questionable because we're still not going to have enough packing capacity and we got plenty of spot market pigs available. All right, Steve, thanks for the update. Always appreciate the perspective. Thank you. You're welcome, Mike. Have a good weekend. Take, all right, take care. Dr. Steve Meyer, economist, Kearns & Associates. Up next, we'll talk with Martin Barbary. Administrator for the Risk Management Agency, next on AOA.